In the early 80s, a group of eight to nine-year-olds were asked to name the three greatest people they had ever heard about. So they came up with their little list. Some of them mentioned pop stars like Michael Jackson. Yes, it was the 80s, right? Remember? And uh, comic book heroes like Spider-Man and a couple of kids that even put uh, Ronald Reagan, who was the president at the time, on their list. Uh, today, the lists have definitely changed. Ronald has been canceled, and uh, Michael Jackson's been dead for a while. <laughs> I remember seeing him on TV when he died, and I'd never seen Michael Jackson before. I was a sheltered kid, and so who's this guy with this crazy, like, uh, white, pasty makeup face and the gloves? But, uh, yeah, times change. Uh, great people in the eyes of the world pass away but you know the most common answer that the kids gave uh, in that classroom wasn't someone famous what do you think was the most common answer they gave when they were asked to list the three greatest people they knew parents dads those are good answers these kids were a little more carnal in their thinking. <laughs> they said, me. Oh. Uh, that's who came, maybe they were scrambling, I don't know, but about a third of the kids answered me. And you know what? Uh, this, this wasn't some big scientific study. This was just a dad asking the class of kids where his daughter was he came in to do a little presentation he asked them that question but it illustrates how we all would like to think that we're important we all like to feel more important than the next guy or or gal but true greatness is not me first it's not about your brawn or your beauty or your brains. How many dollars you've got in the bank account. True greatness, greatness in God's sight, is countercultural. When the disciples argued about who is the greatest in our text for today, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Most High God, taught them this. If you want to be first, you want to be first in line, you want to be the greatest, you should take the last place and serve everyone else. You be last of all and servant of all. If you want to be first, Christ says, don't seek to put yourself above or ahead of everybody else. Put yourself in the service of others. Care for others. Sacrifice for others. If you want to be great, serve even the least. Turn with me to Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, and we'll read today's account in verses 30 to 37. 
Mark chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. Verse 30 says this. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand this saying, and they were afraid to ask him. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, welcomes me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. We have this account where Jesus and his disciples are on the road to Jerusalem. They are passing down through Galilee. They had been north of Galilee. The mountain on which Jesus was transfigured was a ways north. And they were coming down. They had been to a little village where Jesus healed the son of the man who had a little faith in him. And as they go through Galilee now, we learn in verse 30 that Jesus didn't want anyone to know this time. He wasn't interested in drawing a crowd. And the reason, verse 31, is for he was teaching his disciples. He was focused on teaching his disciples and preparing them for what is ahead. So he teaches them that the Son of Man, verse 31, is going to be delivered into the hands of men. And they will kill him. And when he is killed after three days, he will rise again. This is the second time that Jesus takes upon himself the title of the Son of Man. And he tells them why he came. The first time was in Mark chapter 8, verse 31. Now again, the disciples don't understand. The first time Peter tried arguing with Jesus, this time they're afraid to ask. They don't really want to know. It doesn't sound good. It 
when they reach Capernaum, verse 33, they, they get to the house. Uh, oftentimes when it talks about the house, it mentions a, a particular house, probably Peter's home. But we don't know for sure, but it was a home base, if you will, in Capernaum for Jesus and the disciples. And they stop there. And in the, the house, when they're there and they're privately there, Jesus asked them, what were you discussing along the way? They were quiet then. Jesus brought up a subject that they didn't want to talk about as they had been arguing like schoolboys about who was first, who was best. And the irony here is that the Lord was teaching them about the humiliation that He was about to experience. But all that they could think about was about who's more important. When we're focused on our own selves and our own greatness, we will miss Christ. We will miss the Gospel. We're not so different than those disciples, are we? We would like glory without humility. We want honor without having to be worthy of it. We like the name and the title and the position without being a person who serves. Someone who's demonstrated themselves to be worthy of honor. And so Jesus takes the time to address this this heart issue. He doesn't let the disciples just sort of have their little spat. He addresses it. And He teaches His disciples the path to true greatness. He says, okay, you really want to know how to be great? You really want to know what I care about? Instead of arguing amongst yourselves? He tells them, he tells them first by principle and second by illustration. We'll take the principle first in verse 35. The first in God's kingdom take the last place and serve everyone. Verse 35. And he sat down and he called the twelve and he said to them, if anyone would be first, if you want to be great, he must be last of all and servant of all. Greatness, Jesus says, is demonstrated by taking the last place and serving. That is to put the needs of others ahead of our own interests. And by saying all, he says last of all and servant of all. No one's excluded from that. No one is too vile or too unimportant not to serve. 
You can't say of anyone, I don't need to put them ahead of myself. I've earned it more than them. That's not how it is in the kingdom of God. Great men and women understand what Jesus said. And they don't act like they're above serving someone else. That's the principle. And it's one thing, of course, to talk about being a servant. To talk about putting someone that we don't like ahead of ourselves. But Jesus then shows the disciples what this looks like. He gives them a very concrete example. Verses 36 to 37. Verse 36. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives a child like this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me only but him who sent me. Jesus brings a child over. He takes him in his arms. And he puts him in the place of honor beside him. The place all the disciples wanted. Remember, Jesus' disciples are strong and loyal young men. Okay? They left everything to follow Jesus. It wasn't that they weren't committed to the cause, if you will. But by now, they thought themselves pretty spectacular. They've forgotten that Jesus' calling, His calling of nobodies, some young fishermen, a zealot, and a tax collector that nobody wanted around. They'd forgotten that this was an act of God's grace. It was a gift that they didn't deserve. Now that they're in the big leagues with Jesus, they're too consumed with themselves to see that God loves the humble, the little ones, those who exalt Him, and not themselves. And they're going to fall into this trap again when kids are being brought to Jesus. We don't have time for them. Jesus, you're too important. But that wasn't Jesus' attitude. He had time for little kids. It's a good attitude check for us. How do we treat children? How do we treat others that are like children, that are, that are at the lowest level of the household? They're not the honorable head of the home. Jesus honors a child. And he says that to welcome a child, to receive him with love and care, is to welcome him. And not only him, but to welcome his Father. To welcome God the Son and God the Father. And this isn't going to be the last time the disciples need this reminder that they need to humble themselves 
Soon they're going to be arguing again about who's the greatest. The end of Mark chapter 10. The truth is that it's a fight to stop seeking first place. To serve the hard to love. But we have the gospel as our motivation, as our strength, and as our joy. The good news is that God dwells with the lowly. That He honors those that the world doesn't honor. We read in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11, what is what is visibly demonstrated by Jesus taking that child in his own arms. Philippians 2 verse 6 says this of Christ, who though he was in the form of God, fully God, he did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped or to be held onto. He set aside his glory. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And therefore, the word of God says, God has highly exalted him. And bestowed on him the name that is above every name. There is no one more worthy. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christ, our maker. The one who deserves all honor and all glory forever and ever. Laid aside his glory. To serve in a lowly state and to give his life. This is the one. Who tells his disciples that. If you want to be first, take the last place. Be last of all and be servant of all. This is the one who honors and lifts up the humble. The one who came, as Matthew 20, verse 28 says, not to be served, though he certainly deserves it, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. God Almighty became a man and gave His life so that whoever believes in Him would have eternal life already given as a gift. So how then can we who say, I follow Christ, how can we hold ourselves above serving one another? 
How can we think ourselves too great to serve? You know, I'm, I'm ashamed of how often I've put myself ahead of others knowing the grace of God. It is one thing to do it and to not know the kindness that God has shown to us. But when we know the mercy of God, how ill-deserving we are, and we argue, and we compare, and we seek our own interests, God isn't pleased by those things. We need to remember that we're, we're not going to serve from the heart. We're not going to receive Jesus' teaching that the first must be last of all unless we understand the magnitude of Christ's sacrifice, what our God has done for us. There could be so many reasons that we could do good, we could do good because others do good to us. We can do good to feel good about ourselves. But few love their enemies, those who hate them. Without knowing that they too have been loved though they were enemies of God. This is exactly why Paul in Philippians 2 directs the church to Christ. Why does he bring up all that Christ laid aside to die, to be a servant, so that we would follow Christ? so that we would show the same mercy that has been shown to us. Paul says in verse two of Philippians, or 5 of Philippians 2, verse 5, Have this mind among yourselves. Which mind? That of Christ Jesus. Only when you know the Lord Jesus Christ and His mercy will you be transformed you be motivated to take the last place to put others ahead of yourself and serve them. Knowing that it's Jesus who has the first place. Not any one of us can say, I'm the most important. Or I'm better Because none of us deserves the kindness of God. And it's knowing that. It's knowing the mercy of God. That's the spring from which sacrificial love flows. Just as you don't get fresh water from a salt water source. You're not going to get the love of Christ. If you don't know it. You don't know his mercy. It's when we know Christ 
that we understand and we believe what Jesus says. Hey, Caleb. We believe what Jesus says, that true greatness is not to seek the first place, but to serve in the lowest place. Now, let me make this really practical. If you want to be great, be a servant. Which means that we will go and we will serve in practical, tangible ways. We will put others as a priority in our lives. Regardless of whether we like them or not. I might be making a meal for someone. Might be preparing music for Sunday. Maybe that God is calling you to forgive a wrong that is done to you. That's not easy. To set up tables after church. To greet a homeless person in Jesus' name instead of turning the other way. To encourage a brother or a sister that's having a rough day. And to, and to not only encourage them, but to be proactive. Give them a call. Invite them for coffee or... But to not wait for them to come to you, to reach out. To be kind to someone that's hard to love. These are practical, tangible ways to be a servant. This is what not only our Lord calls us to, but it is what He has shown to us. We need to always remember that. Always come back to the grace of God. If you want to serve, ask yourself, what is one way I can serve someone in the name of Jesus today? Today. And when you've done that, think of another way. Read the Scriptures if you want ideas about what you can do. As you serve, let God exalt you and serve Him for His sake out of love for Him. We don't need to tell anybody. Don't need to draw attention to our service. That's not the point. We need to recognize that we can't serve without the mercy of, of Christ in our hearts. Without knowing Him and His goodness to us. If you want to be great, take the last place and be a servant of all.